Hey y'all, how are you? Happy freaking Tuesday. I mean, it's Monday when I'm recording this, as y'all know, I recorded the day before, but it's Tuesday when y'all are listening. It's Allie coming to you live from the frozen tundra that is the Griffith residency, because right now we have no heating or air conditioning. And Georgia's crazy like that, right? Like one day it'll be 30 degrees, the next day it'll be 70 degrees, and it will gain 40 degrees in a single day. I don't know, is anywhere else like that, or is it just Georgia? I don't freaking know. But what I do know is it sucks balls not having heating and air conditioning, but it also sucks even bigger balls knowing that you own the house, so therefore have to pay to get it repaired. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No one warned me when I became an adult that this was part of adulthood. You know, I can remember when I was a child and I'd be like, mama, I can't wait till I'm a grown up and you can't tell me what to do. And now I'm over here like, mama, can you please come down from heaven and tell me what to do? Because I don't like this whole adult things. The second I realized that toilet paper didn't just appear, right? Didn't just magically appear. You actually have to purchase that shit. I was like, fuck this. Adulthood sucks. I don't want to do it. But nonetheless, I digress. I have to be an adult. So dealing with adult shit comes with the territory, I reckon. And you know, now that I am an adult, I don't even stay up as late as I want. I want to go to bed early. So all of the perks of adulthood that I once relished in, I don't even want anymore. Okay, I realized that this was a two minute rant to open up a podcast episode about being an adult, but it's just kind of what's on my heart. And you know what? I don't script these. I'm really talking to myself in a room. I have Zoom on the camera because I like to see something while I'm talking. And so, yeah, we're just recording this. And I even debated on not recording a podcast episode today because honestly, I'm sick. So I'm kind of nasally, but also I'm not in the best of moods. So I was like, "Eh, maybe we shouldn't, maybe we should. And then I was like, fuck it. Why not? We'll record it. We'll see how we feel afterwards. And then we'll just post it. Why not? I know one day I'm going to look back at this day and be like, I am glad God challenged me like that. Because because of that challenge, I was able to evolve into this human I am today. Right? It's kind of like any challenge I've ever had in my entire life. Like, you know, my postpartum depression, for example. In the moment, that fucking sucked. In the moment, it did not make sense why I was having to deal with this shit. In the moment, I was like, why is this even happening to me? This sucks. There's no way out of it. It's a very dark tunnel. It's really heavy. It's something that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, right? And now I look back a year and some change later, and I'm like, that is the best thing that ever happened to me right? I know. You're like, the fuck, bitch? Postpartum depression is not the best thing that could ever happen to somebody. And for me, it is because it was my rock bottom that helped me build to my mountaintop, right? It was the thing that I could have looked as an obstacle, but I looked at as an opportunity. And that kind of just goes into what I wanted to talk about, right? And it's, we can either look at things as obstacles or we can look at things as opportunities, right? We can perceive it as, you know what? 
this is a roadblock. There's no way around it. This fucking sucks. Maybe it's, you know, your job and it's exhausting or maybe it's your children and they're exhausting. We all know kids are fucking exhausting. We love them, but they're exhausting. Anybody that tells you that their children are not exhausting is a fucking liar, right? Like they're exhausting or maybe it's your husband. He's exhausting. Also, most husbands are exhausting, right? Whatever the case is. And you look at that as an obstacle, right? Well, I could only get healthy if this I could get healthy if I have the time, but I'm running my kids. I'm running fucking Tom, Dick and Harry to, you know, softball practice and baseball practice and football practice and, you know, badminton practice. I don't fucking know. Right. Like I'm doing all of these things for everybody else and it's just not possible for me. And we get into this run uh, self-pity bullshit when we could say, you know what? Yeah, this sucks. It's a challenge, but instead of looking at it as an obstacle, let's look at an opportunity to prove to ourselves that, you know what, this matters and I am going to propel my, my, myself forward, right? Think of a slingshot, right? We can either look at something as a setback or an obstacle or something that propels us forward. So, you know, when you have a fucking slingshot, I wish you guys could see my hands right now. I'm like trying to do a slingshot move and I don't even know how to slingshot, but I know the general idea to give you this analogy. When you're doing a slingshot, right? You're pulling the thing back. And in that moment, it could seem like you're going the opposite fucking direction. You're going in the direction not the way you want to go. And it could seem defeating if you're thinking about it, right? Use my postpartum depression, you know, season as an example, right? That's me pulling the slingshot back and it can seem really defeating. I'm going in the opposite direction of where I want to go. And it could look as a setback. It could look like I'm going the opposite way. But if we perceived it as a way of propelling ourselves forward, right? Because you have to pull back to go forward, We can just know that if I stick it out through whatever this is, if I look at this as an opportunity to show myself how much I'm worth it to find a way instead of find an excuse, then, then I will go further than I ever would have if I didn't pull back. You know what I mean? Have you ever tried to do a slingshot without pulling back? It's like impossible. The ball just fucking falls out of there right? And so think your life right now, maybe you're in a turmoil, a shit storm, whatever the hell it is. Maybe you're just in a pickle. Maybe that is just your propel backwards to go forward, right? Maybe that's just your pull back to propel forward. What if you looked at it that way? What if instead of it looking like an obstacle, a dead end, you thought of it maybe as a detour and a way to find a new route to where you want to go? So maybe your kids are exhausting and you're traveling all over Timbuktu to take them to freaking ball practice. Okay, yeah, that sucks. But maybe your goal is to work out more. Could you walk during their practices? right? Could you walk around the fields? I can't tell you how many times I have walked around the parking lot at the softball fields while Riley was doing softball practice because I had to get my 45 minute workout in for fucking 75 hard, right? You can either look for a solution or you can look for excuse. Your bitch ass can't look for both. So why don't we, instead of looking at all of these things as just, you know, fucking rock hard, solid nose, We look at them and say, you know what? Yeah, 
This can be hard. This can be challenging, but it also can show me just how strong I am to get past this. This quote that I freaking love in it, and I'm actually gonna read it to y'all right now. This thing in front of you, this issue, this obstacle, this frustrating, unfortunate, problematic, unexpected problem preventing you from doing what you want to do, that thing you dread or secretly hope will never happen, what if it wasn't so bad? What if embedded inside it or inherit in it were certain benefits, benefits only for you. What if this obstacle that you're looking at, right? Whatever this obstacle in the way of the success you're wanting to have in your life, what if inside of that obstacle were benefits made for you to help propel your life forward, to help embed these habits and rituals and this belief in yourself to help you and your future self. See, whenever I was in that dark year of 2020 and my postpartum depression and all of that stuff, in that moment, it seemed so unfair. In that moment, it seemed like I had obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, and I did not see a way out of it. But I had to have faith that there was a bigger plan, right? And now looking back, I can see that was shaping me to be able to take on all that I have taken on over the last year and some change. Every single thing that happened to me in that moment was helping prepare me to be able to make the big decisions I needed to make for myself, like going all in on my journey and all of these things now. And it never would have happened if I didn't, like I say, go back in the slingshot, right? If I wasn't pulled back to propel forward. And so maybe it's not the obstacle that is the problem when maybe it's just our attitude and approach to it. Maybe it's our perception, right? Because whatever's going on in our life is not inherently bad. There's somebody out there dealing with the same shit that we are and doing, turning the fucking shit into gold, right? They are literally dealing with exactly what we are and turning it into something good and viewing it as something good and making it an opportunity to propel themselves forward. And the only difference is their attitude and perspective on it versus our attitude and perspective on it. There's a mom out there that has taken every single Susie, Sally, and Susan right, to freaking softball practice and making her health a priority. There's a mom out there that is homeschooling their babies and doing carpool and everything like that while also making that business happen for themselves. There's always somebody out there in the exact same situation we are in or pretty damn close that isn't letting themselves sit and wallow in self-pity but rather using it as an obstacle to overcome, to make themselves stronger and better in the future. I keep having to pause to cough and I really don't know how choppy this is. So I do apologize for that. But like I'm saying, y'all, I don't know what your, your struggle is, right? Or your obstacle or whatever the case may be. And I'm sure you're sitting here listening to this being like, you know what? Yeah, that sucks, but 
this is going on with me and it's way worse than that and I really don't see a way out. And y'all, I will tell you this, as long as you're sitting in the boo-hoo, this is me, no one else has it worse than me stage, you will never find the opportunity within the obstacle. You'll never find the solution because you're constantly just sitting in that self-pity and sitting in those excuses. I tell my girls this all the time, right? I tell my clients this, you can either look for solutions or you can look for excuses. You cannot look for this both. Our mind will only look for one at a time. And so, yes, right now, life might seem hard. And yes, things are freaking unfair. Trust me, girl. I feel that on a freaking spiritual level. Do I feel that? But at the end of the day, we can let it destroy us or we can let it build us. And only we get to make that decision. Only we get to make the inevitable decision that this is going to build me into the human that I want to be. And this is going to be something that I don't let destroy me. I'm not going to emotionally eat because I don't know how to cope with this. I'm not going to put myself on the back burner because I'm so fearful of everything that's going on. No, I am going to combat it in a way that benefits me but also helps me cope with this. And that is one thing that I've learned through, you know, this journey is I realized that when I used to try to cope with all of these overwhelming fears and emotions with food and alcohol, at the end of the day, it was still there, right? Like the fear and everything was still there. I was just trying to numb it. And then I had this overlapping guilt about, gosh, why am I doing this? This is stupid. All these things. And then I was like, you know what? What is a way that I can try to cope with all of these emotions that I'm feeling in a healthy manner? And a lot of people are like journaling and all that stuff. I freaking hate journaling. I hate writing anything. I literally voice text everything. And that's probably why I am notorious for my typos. But I hate journaling. When I did 75 hard the first time, I did voice memos. So like whenever I felt very overwhelmed in the times that I used to emotionally eat or emotionally drink, I would go on my outdoor walk and I would voice memo myself like I'm in a fucking therapy session. And I will tell you that was the most therapeutic 45 minutes of my entire life. I never sent them anywhere. I never played them back. Nothing. I literally just talked. I talked to myself and try to talk myself through these emotions. And then when I got back home, the craziest thing happened. I felt lighter and I actually was able to come to some sort of solution in the midst of all of the just talking. I don't do that as much anymore, the talking part, but now I just go running and I just look at the scenery and I take my mind off of it. And somehow, some way, I come up with little bits of solutions, something that food and alcohol never gave me. And I know that was like a side tangent and a sidebar, but I know a lot of us lean on those as crutches when we truly can look at other methods and just train ourselves to do those. So anyways, that is really what I got for you. I do want to answer a couple of y'all's questions. So I'm going to go through a couple emails, answer some questions, and then I'm going to let y'all scoot because I am trying my damnedest to make these under 30 minutes, but jam pack them full of value. And y'all, If you are loving this, please share to your Instagram story. Tag me. I love resharing them. Please 
leave a rating and review, type a sweet message. I do want to start doing like a reviewer of the week type situation. Um, honestly, I had my first Susie, my first Susan, the first bitch one. And I stopped reading them after that because I just needed to protect my mental space. But I'm going to have my husband go through them and give me a reviewer of the week so that I can just love on you guys. And so thank you for supporting me. I know that these are really a hot mess right now. I'm working to figure it out as I go, but I just love that y'all are here on this journey with me. And I truly do hope that I am bringing you some sort of value, some sort of either inspiration or, you know, humor or anything to help add value to your life. Because that is really my mission with this. My mission is not to be a top rated podcast and have this like publicly announced one. I just want to touch and help the lives of just a few women, right? And if I do that, I will find this as a success. So anyways, that was a long tangent just to say, I would love for you to leave a rating and review. I would love for you to follow me on Instagram, Allie Griffith. Um, and I would love for you to share this on your Instagram story with maybe a big takeaway from the first 15 minutes. Okay. Now, Let's get to some emails. All right, one of the first questions. So I've never been an active person. I didn't play sports in school. I didn't and don't exercise regularly. I would work out for about a week and then wouldn't continue. However, now I want to move my body regularly. Over the last year or so, I've been working on accepting my body the way it is, yay, and now I want to embrace what it can do. I just don't know where to start. I don't know how to get myself started and how to make movement a regular activity in my life. Any advice? First off, I love that you started with just accepting your body for what it is and loving it for the way it is now, while also realizing that it's okay to want to be better, do better, see better. See, I personally love, you know, the self-love movement. I love body positivity, but I truly do believe that we can love ourselves enough to want better for ourselves. I truly do believe that self-love and wanting to work on herself doesn't have to be a yin and a yang. It doesn't have to be opposites that they can live harmonious, harmoniously, harmoniously together. I think that's the word um, that we can love ourselves enough to want to work on ourselves, which then proceeds to make us better. Right. So anyways, that was a side tangent. But a big thing that I always tell my clients, right, is just start. I think so many times we get so overwhelmed with all of the options, right? There's keto, there's paleo, there's, you know, hit workouts, there's lifting, there's CrossFit, there's Turbo Jam, there's, you know, Zumba, there's all of these different options that we get paralyzed by how many options there are. And we want to make sure we do it right. And we don't mess it up. And we, whatever the case may be, right, that we get so paralyzed by fear or that we try to take on too much too soon and then end up burning out. And so my biggest suggestion is start small. Start small, but start and figure it out as you go. Do it messy. Y'all, doing it messy gets us so much further quicker than waiting on everything to be perfect because news fucking flash, nothing is ever perfect. So maybe you just start with going on a 10 minute walk every single day. That seems obtainable. That seems like it could happen, right? And making sure it's something that you know you can do consistently. If you're not working out at all and you go from zero workouts to six workouts a week, 45 minutes a day, you're setting yourself up for fucking failure. 
But if you go from zero workouts to 10 minutes of movement five days a week, that's something that you can manage that doesn't seem too intimidating, which then you can do consistently, which then will create faith in yourself and confidence in yourself, which then will propel you forward and you can build on that. You have to have a strong foundation when you're building anything. Think of about a house, right? If you build a house, what is the first thing you do? You lay the foundation. If you don't lay the foundation, the house will literally sink into the mud. Like it, it, it will not, it'll be a house of fucking cards. So start small, start practical and build that confidence in yourself because it's what we do consistently that changes in our life, not what we do occasionally. And so maybe that's 10 minutes of walking every single day for you. Maybe even that seems too much. Maybe it's 15, 10, 15 minutes of walking five days a week. Maybe it's, you know, pressing play on a YouTube workout or one of my Beachbody workouts in one of my groups, right? I don't know what it is, but it can be something that just seems very obtainable to you in that moment and not something where you're like, well, I should be doing more. I should be doing this or whatever the case may be. No, you should be doing exactly what you are doing. And that is taking the baby steps in the right direction. Consistency, which will breed results right? Consistency breeds results. And so just making sure that it's something that feels good to you and knowing that if you go from zero to 100 real quick, you're also going to go from 100 to zero real quick. But if you go slowly and you work your way up, you truly will create those lasting results, which then create that lasting faith in yourself. And then something miraculous happens. You just start building upon that like second nature, Right? If I would have went from zero workouts to 75 hard, I would have failed. But if I went to, when I went from zero workouts to 10 minutes every single day to then 30 minute workouts to then, you know, doing it six, I like baby stepped my way into it, which seemed way more practical. Y'all, a lot of people say if it doesn't scare you, it doesn't change you. And I truly believe that to be true. But also, I feel like when I'm doing nothing, Even adding 10 minutes scares the shit out of me. So don't feel like you have to do this huge amount because we're all, remember, this is not a race to see who can get the results the fastest. This is a stamina, right? This is a marathon. We're looking at who can get the results the longest. And that comes from who's the most consistent, You've probably proven to yourself you can do crash diets. You can do one week on, one week off. You can do all this fucking heavy shit, right? You've proved to yourself that you can do that, but you've also proved to yourself that you quit that every single time. So why not, instead of letting that voice in your head that's saying this isn't enough, it's never going to get you to where you want to go, why not silence that and try it another way and say, yeah, this might not get me there the fastest, but it'll keep me the most consistent, And it gives me time outside. It gives me bonding time with my baby. Maybe, you know, your baby step is to take a walk, right? Maybe you live close enough to school that you can, a 10 minute walk to pick up your kid from school instead of driving there and walking back, whatever the case may be, right? Maybe you walk to a coffee shop. I don't know, but make it something fun, entertaining, but also adding it into your schedule. So knowing, saying, you know what? I'm making this commitment that I am doing 10 minute exercise five days a week and I am going to do this every day at this time. 
Maybe it's right when I drop my kid off at school, I'm going to come home, put the baby in the stroller, and we're going to go on our 10-minute walk. Or maybe it's right before I go pick up my kid from school, I'll put the baby in the stroller, we're going to go for our 10-minute walk, I'll transfer her from the stroller to the car, and we'll go pick my kid up. Right? You have to have a game plan because it's one thing to say you're going to do this, but if you don't have a game plan of when this is going to actually happen, it can almost seem like impossible to fit it in your day, especially when we let overwhelm. I'm doing like air quotes because I feel like a lot overwhelm is more of us projecting, not as much of anyways, long story short, but we can get overwhelmed with all that we have to do today. And it really seems the easiest to just drop us because that's second nature, right? Why take 10 minutes to go on a walk for myself when the dishes need done, the laundry needs folded, the freaking, you know, cat needs littered box changed, the dog needs walked, all these things, whatever the case may be, right? Take 10 minutes for myself when I have all these things to do. And the answer is, guess what? That shit can wait. You are your priority. You are your priority. Remember that, y'all. Remember that what are we telling ourselves if we're saying that changing the litter box or a freaking sink full of dirty dishes is more important than our life? What are we saying to ourselves then? What does that give us? No wonder why we feel like shit and we look at ourselves and we say awful things about ourselves because we are saying our life is less valued than a sink of fucking dirty dishes. Like, come on, cut me a break. So anyways, to recap, start slow, take baby steps, but get a solid plan. Know what you're going to do, know how you're going to execute it, and know when you're going to execute it. Make sure that you're leaving very little up to question, because the more that we have question marks after our actions, the more that we're going to be able to talk ourselves out of it. So we have to have that stuff figured out, or at least figuring it out as we go. Sorry, y'all. I just had a freaking coughing attack, and then I had to go get my water. Y'all remember, hydrate a bitch is a happy bitch. You got to drink your water. Water is the freaking holy grail. It's God's gift to this earth, and it truly moves mountains. So anyways, I looked through a bunch of the emails. A lot of y'all have been asking about 75 hard. I'm going to do a complete 75 hard recap. I might even have a guest on for this one. I haven't talked to her yet, so stay tuned, but I'm going and traveling with her next week. So it might not be next Tuesday's episode, but the next one, I'm going to talk all about my 75 hard journey. I'm going to talk about what made me get there. I'll talk about all that. So stay tuned for that one. Um, but I guess that's all. One question today. I forgot to ask y'all and get you guys to email them to me. So remember, if you have any questions or anything you might need advice on, so like real world stuff that you're going through, advice on how to get over it, y'all. Remember, I am here to help. Email all those to be that be pod at gmail.com be that be pod at gmail.com. And I'll add it to the show notes also. Um, but y'all remember you are stronger than you think. And I know right now it can seem so just isolating whatever you're going through. And if you're really in a hard season, trust me. And when I tell you, I get it, I get how overwhelming it can be. I get how dark that tunnel can look, but I also know that if you look at it 
as an opportunity to show yourself just how strong you are, but also make quitting not an option. Like, I think that's a big thing that helped transform my entire life is quitting has never been an option for me. In the last four years, quitting has not been an option for me because I got very close to quitting one time. One time, I got very close to quitting everything, including my life. And so I knew that when I started this for the final time, when I went for one last time to help get myself healthy and take care of myself, I knew that quitting could not be an option. I knew that there was two options and quitting was never one of them. And so I had to make sure that every single time I was in that dark ass tunnel that I knew, okay, Ali, quitting's not an option. So we can either stand still in this dark ass tunnel where we don't know where we're at and it feels so fucking heavy or we can keep moving forward and maybe we're towards the end of the tunnel, right? Maybe we're going to be seeing the light soon and walk in faith and moving forward because going backwards and quitting was not an option. Think of how much you could transform your entire life if you just made quitting not an option. If you just looked at it and you're like, you know what? This fucking sucks. This blows. I can sit in this for 24 hours, right? And this 24 hour rule. Y'all remind me, I need to talk about that the next podcast episode, my 24 hour rule. But I can sit in this for just a day. And then I need to move the fuck on. Because the longer I sit in this, the more I just feel crappy. And I got to get moving. I got to get up and I got to find a way. Y'all remember there is always a way. Even though it might not seem like there is right now, there is. And you will always find it if you're looking for it. I can promise you that. And so y'all, like I say every time, you've got this. I believe in you. Now it's time for you to believe in yourself. If you got anything from this podcast episode, please share it with a friend, add it to your Instagram stories, tag me, share a quote, and don't forget to leave a rating and review, hit the five stars, type me a sweet message. I might not read them right now because I don't know if I'm in the mental space to deal with the negative ones, but I will have my husband read every single one of the good ones to me. I have him filter them for me and he reads all of the good ones to me and just skips over the crappy ones. So get yourself one of those. Um... But like I leave y'all every single time, in a world full of bitches, be that bitch. Whatever that bitch is to you. I love y'all, and I'll see you next Tuesday.